0: Chapter 10 It was beautiful out, and Casey was feeling more relaxed than he had in a very long time. With each passing day, he was more convinced the reason for it was the woman in front of him. Positioning himself behind Mara, he wrapped his right arm around her neck and his left around her waist, pulling her against his chest. Her ponytail was just below his chin, and he could smell the floral-scented shampoo she used. He still didn't know what the name of it was but every time she was near the aroma tantalized his nose and warmed his blood driving him halfway to insanity. She felt so soft against his hard body he wished he could grind his pelvis into her ass and nuzzle her neck. Would she let him or push him away? Casey didn't know how badly she'd been affected by the mistreatment she received at the hands of her ex-boyfriend. He did know Many women had a difficult time being intimate with another man after leaving an abusive relationship, depending on how much physical and emotional damage had been done. A lawyer he'd dated for a few weeks several years ago had volunteered part-time at a women's shelter and told him a few horror stories of the anonymous client she saw there. Pulling out of his daydream, he realized they were still standing there, facing the ocean, with his arms draped around her. Was she breathing as fast as he was? Was her heart racing double time like his? He couldn't be sure. He did know he wanted to stay this way for a while and just drink her in, but it was undoubtedly asking for trouble. Uh, Mara? He asked, trying to control his body's response to being so close to her. Yes? Was her voice huskier than it had been a few moments ago? He knew his was and cleared his throat. Are you waiting for something, or is there a reason why we're just standing here? I, um, was waiting for you to tell me to start fighting you. A sarcastic grin spread across his face. Do you think an attacker is going to tell you when it's okay to start resisting? Well, when you put it that way... She never finished the sentence, as she began using her hands, elbows, feet, and even the back of her head to get away from him. Caught almost entirely off guard, Casey nearly had his nose broken as she reared up in his arms and threw her head back toward his face. She employed every trick and technique he had taught her over the past few days. As he tried to avoid getting hit by her flying limbs, he took a step backward and tripped over a piece of driftwood that had escaped his notice. Losing his balance, he started to fall backward, and because his arms were still around Mara, she was pulled down with him. He shifted his body so she wouldn't get injured, and she landed on top of him as he hit the sand. She quickly turned over to face him, but remained draped across his upper body. His eyes were closed, but he heard the panic in her voice. Oh my God, KC, are you okay? Are you hurt? He made a strangled noise, which was a mix of laughing and moaning. Just my ego. Listen, do me a favor, will you? Do not. Under any circumstances, do not tell my team or my family I was taken down by a woman who is barely half my size, or I'll never hear the end of it. He opened his eyes and found her face a mere six inches from his. She was smiling, but her eyes were still filled with concern for his well-being. He inhaled sharply as he gazed at her soft pink mouth. Her body stilled. His eyes flickered toward hers, then returned to her mouth, as her tongue darted out to moisten her lips. Slowly lifting his head toward hers, he paused. When she didn't retreat, he kept her cheeks in his hands and crushed his mouth to hers. It took a moment or two, but then her tense body softened against his hard one. He kissed her as if his life depended on it and let out a growl when her lips parted, granting his tongue entry. Moving one hand to the back of her head to hold her in place, He skimmed his other hand down her neck to her back, and then even lower. Wriggling her torso, Mara tried to get closer to him, and Casey felt his cock harden immediately. He wanted to strip her naked and take her right here, but it was the middle of the morning, and anyone could walk by any minute now. Knowing they should stop didn't mean he did, because the kiss seemed to take on a life of its own. She matched every sweep of his tongue with one of her own. Her taste was like sunshine, crisp, clean, with just a hint of spice. And it was as close to heaven as he had ever been. He rolled, taking her with him until their positions were reversed. Her hands stroked down his torso and delved under his shirt. He groaned at the contact as electricity coursed through his body, making him harder than he'd ever been in his life. His hips bucked, almost involuntarily, into hers, and she gasped, then moaned. Clutching her hips, he ground his erection against her mound. The woman was burning him alive, and he wasn't sure if he would survive. A dog's bark in the distance broke through Casey's consciousness, and he slowed his exploration of her mouth until he finally pulled away. He stared at her through heavy eyelids. Her eyes were dilated, uncontrolled passion raging in them. Her lips were red and swollen, her ponytail in disarray. He knew he had never seen a woman as beautiful and seductive as this one before him now. The dog barked again, and both her heads turned toward the noise. Further down the beach was a family of four and an exuberant collie strolling in their direction. K.C. didn't think the parents of the two young children would appreciate a sex education display on the beach, and he rolled to his left. Laying on his side, so his back was to the approaching family, he faced Mara. She was still out of breath from their brief encounter, and he could see she was as disappointed as he was that it had reached an incomplete end so hastily. He hoped she would want to continue what they had started later in the day, but for now, he glanced down to his tented sweatpants, and then back at her with a devilish grin. I think I better take a quick swim. Otherwise, I'm going to look really funny walking around like this. Her feverish blush was adorable. I I think that would be a good idea. Grasping her hand, he brought her palm to his lips. Giving it a quick kiss and a swipe of his tongue, he let it go, then jumped up and ran to the ocean. Not bothering to remove his clothes, he barely paused to tow off his sneakers before diving into the cold surf allowing it to temper his raging desire and throbbing cock, all the while wishing he could have done it a more pleasurable and satisfying way. On the way home from Big Owl's that afternoon, they made a stop in town to invite Dan Malone to dinner. While K.C. strode toward the hardware store, Mariah veered off to the little boutique a few doors down. At the shooting range, she realized all the clothes she had were sweats, jeans, t-shirts, and sneakers, none of which were decent enough to wear out to dinner. They were just the basic necessities for a frightened woman on the run, but with Casey's help, she was beginning to feel stronger and safer with each passing day. There was no way anyone could ever trace her to this little town, which most, if not all, of Chicago had never even heard of. Maybe she could settle here for a while and find a job that paid off the books. It would be too risky to use her real name and social security number, Unfortunately, that also meant she couldn't finish her degree under an assumed name. Stepping into Petal's boutique, she decided to find something dressy and fun, as long as it wasn't too expensive. While her duffel bag held a significant amount of money, she couldn't spend it on a bunch of frivolous purchases, in case she needed it for an emergency. But even though they weren't exactly going on a date, she wanted to find something Casey would be pleased to see her in. Something that would turn his head. Neither one of them had mentioned the fiery kiss they'd shared on the beach, but she had been hyper-aware of him for the rest of the day, more so than usual. Every innocent or deliberate touch had sent an electrical current surging through her veins. And then, there were the little looks they kept giving each other. She felt like she was back in high school, and she and the cute new boy were trying to work up the nerve to talk to each other. She always thought of herself as a poor flirt, but her body had a mind of its own when it came to KC. It began to automatically move in a mating dance she had never known the steps to. She wanted to stoke the fire they had ignited on the beach and prayed he wanted the same. She was lost in her erotic thoughts when a striking older woman emerged from the rear of the store. In her late 50s, she had the brightest eyes and most beautiful, flawless skin Mariah had ever seen on another woman. Hi there. I'm Bonnie Whitman. Can I help you with anything? Smiling at the woman, she gave her a little wave of her hand. Hello. I was hoping to find something to wear on a date tonight. But it's not really a date. Bonnie laughed. How is a date not really a date? Well, his uncle is coming with us. Ah, and three is definitely a crowd. Her eyes sparkled, and Mariah decided she liked the woman's amused attitude. Well, then, let's see what we can find for you. You're what, a size six? She nodded in astonishment. Yes, how did you know? Honey, I've owned this shop for 22 years. I can guess most women's sizes, just like that. Bonnie snapped her fingers, emphasizing her statement, then led Mariah to the middle of the shop. This area over here is more for your age. I don't cater to the teenagers but I do carry a variety of styles for the 20- and 30-something crowd, although most of my clientele is a little older. She quickly pulled three cute dresses from the racks and handed them to Mariah. Why don't you start with trying these on? The dressing rooms are in the back and to the right. As Maria entered the first stall, Bonnie stood outside it and continued to chat with her. I take it you are Miss Mara Jennings. What the hell? Maria stuck her head out from behind the curtain in utter surprise and tried not to sound rude. How did you know that? Dan Malone and I go way back. Bonnie waved her hand in a manner which implied Maria didn't need to worry that people were talking about her. He married my best friend a long time ago. After Annie had died, we remained close friends. I know pretty much everyone in Whisper, and Dan told me he had an attractive young woman renting the beach house. So... I just assumed it was you when you walked in. Relieved a little, Maria relaxed and stepped back into the small booth, closing the curtain behind her. Undressing, she raised her voice a little so Bonnie could still hear. I guess that's Annie in all of those pictures at the cottage. I wondered who she was and why there were only photos of her as a young woman. She was only 24 when they wed and Anne had been a few years older. They had two wonderful years together before cancer took her from him. Pulling a dress over her head, Mariah felt sad for the man who'd been so kind to her. She was so young. That's heartbreaking. That it was. Dan never remarried, even though he was a young widower. Mariah stepped out of the dressing room wearing a navy blue sundress with a matching short bolero jacket, which stayed open over the sweetheart neckline. Oh, honey, Bonnie exclaimed as she clapped her hands together. That dress was made for you. It fits you to a T and brings out those gorgeous baby blues of yours. K.C. is going to be knocked off his feet when he sees you. Not surprised the woman knew which Malone brother she was interested in, she blushed as Bonnie just chuckled. After picking out a pair of sandals and a small purse to go with the dress, Mariah paid and thanked Bonnie, then took her packages out to the car where K.C. was waiting. He opened the passenger door open for her. All set? I think so, she answered with a smile as she sat down on the leather seat before reaching back and placing the bags behind her. Great. My uncle said he would meet us at Sassy's at seven, which gives us plenty of time to shower and change. K.C. shut the door, and she watched his muscular legs, trim hips, and luscious ass as he strode around the front of the car to the driver's side. Her mouth watered and she was anxious to see how the evening would end. Hopefully, the way she wanted it to.